seated. Uh, welcome in the house and welcome online to our uh, Wednesday midweek service. As before shared by Gerard, and uh, we're going to get into the word, jump right in on uh, kingdom priorities. As we started talking about uh, uh, the last couple of weeks, and last week, um, you know, try to lock in because this would be good. This would be good to uh, answer some questions. You know, there's a lot of things running through our mind as we try to calibrate ourselves to this life. You know, what's so interesting is it's a wonderful life to live, but our bodies and our minds don't always let us live it, you know? You know, this is like our, you know, some of our habits, some of our defaults, some of our uh, our thought processes. Because, you know, we can realize in one moment and be lost in the next, you know? Isn't it amazing just, just, just how our design is? I was thinking through something. Me and my wife was driving and we come out of our neighborhood, and this it's a house built by this uh, pond that's where, where we live. And so when we was driving by, she was like, you can see right through that house. I said, yeah, well, it's something in, the, in, in their processor that they're not even bothered, you know, everything's open and transparent. I said, I said you know what? I said, I need to really ask somebody what's the philosophy there. I said, because we have a philosophy. You know what our philosophy is? Privacy. <laughs> Close those blinds. Don't know I had to I want nobody looking at my house, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody has uh, a different philosophy. Now, why did I say that? I said, because sometimes our minds are like that. You know, someone told you to close your mind. Don't have nobody looking in there, right? You know, so, so sometimes we're not as open. We're, we're like we're stuck in the mud. And we got a lot of uh, justification and excuse to stay there. But hopefully we can recalibrate our minds to kingdom priorities, um, which can equip us for finding our purpose, right? You know, because that's what the goal is, right? Uh, so we said the kingdom of God last week is our force field from the world's corruption. So if I can find myself locked in, uh, steadfast, bolted into the kingdom of God, uh, I'm in this particular force field and that, uh, that can protect me from the world's corruption. From outside of the kingdom of God, I may have a good reason, but while I'm trying to figure out how my way in, I'm subject to corruption. So it's just like if it's raining outside and while I'm trying to figure out how I, uh, if I need, if I should get an umbrella, do I want an umbrella? Is the umbrella best? Where can I find an umbrella? I'm getting wet while I'm figuring it out, right? Same thing. We're getting wet with corruption while we're trying to figure out if we want to trust ourselves to come into the kingdom. So uh, we went through this last week, so I'm going to just briefly with a little bit of speed, go through this first part just so we're on the same page. So Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, please write the description down. If you had, didn't last week, please try to marinate on these things. Will these become a part of your default? The way this life works in the kingdom is a demand is placed on us, and we should be placing a demand on the kingdom, on the words, on prayer, on impartation, on revelation. But if, we, if a demand is placed on us and we lean to our own understanding or lean to our experiences, our intellect and tradition, we're going to find ourselves in trouble. Worse trouble than what's coming at us, right? And so the Bible tells us to walk circumspectly, Ephesians 5.15, right? It says, and then 5.16 says, redeem the time, maximize your moments. In other words, I'm intentional with my steps and I'm intentional with my moments. I'm not winging it. And now sometimes if you watch your kids, sometimes you want them to be focused. Sometimes you'll find that they're all over the place. And, you know, you need to pay attention. Well, didn't I tell you to clean your room? Did uh, You left out of here without your lunch again. Well, you knew you had to turn in the homework. Why didn't you take it with you? Where's your book bag? Now, what are you saying? You're saying, like, are you, what are you doing? Are you paying attention? Like, how did you get an F? Don't you get, like, a grade for attendance? Just to be in the class. So where did the F come from? Like, what were you doing in class? And most of the time, it's just not paying attention. It's not like people are not smart. It's just they're not paying attention. You know, my son was struggling at one time, so I sat him down because I've been there. I sat him down. I said, listen, son. I said, listen. I appreciate the fact that your basketball game is getting better. I said, but there's a time for basketball and there's a time for school. I said, you can't be in class thinking about the moves. 
I said, I know what you're doing. You're in class thinking about the moves. Can't wait till you go to practice to do the moves, uh, the, to try the moves, to practice the moves, to play the moves. I said, no, class is for you learning. If you don't learn, you don't get to go to practice or get to play on the team to do the moves. Right? So we got to understand that there's a, there's a time to play, but there's a time to be locked in and focused, and we're trying to muddy it all in, and we can't. We can't be playing around with our diligence and discipline, okay? Right? So we have to walk circumspectly, maximize every moment of our lives, and we, we won't find ourselves being attacked, interrupted, or overwhelmed in various situations that we find ourselves in, right? So let's walk circumspectly. What it means to walk circumspectly or redeem the time, it's actually saying set priorities, like set priorities. And the thing is, if you set priorities, there will be things offered to you. There will be things you can consider. But based on your priorities, like, oh, no, we won't be doing that. That doesn't line up with our priorities. But if you have no priorities, Every, you'll be all over the place. You'll consider everything instead of the only thing. So we said uh, last week in Proverbs 11, 1, that a just, uh, unjust weight is an abomination to the Lord. And under things, when things are out of balance. You know, and things started to go out of balance when Satan decided, hey, I want to be like the most high. I want to be where he is. No, you had a position to play. And you, a part of your position was sealing up the sum, keeping everything in balance. Right? You actually take on self and start to magnify self, and you have a third of the angels following you. Well, you're kicked out of heaven. Now things are out of balance, and God is seeking worshipers, right? Right? For us to, to fulfill our position to get things in balance. So it's an abomination when things are out of balance, when we haven't set priorities, we're not playing off, of a, off the kingdom. It's, it's out of balance. We were talking about today about. Uh, some people uh, recognize in the Bible in Genesis 7 where it said male and female. Now, we heard that before earlier in Genesis, right? Male and female created he them. Well, why is it in the Bible? If it's not important, why is it in the Bible? Now, you'll find we haven't gotten to Genesis 9 yet, but we're in Genesis 7. Uh, uh, Gerard mentioned the Bible study fellowship early in the morning, 6 a.m. through 8 a.m., and he mentioned the fact that you would never find him. I didn't even find him uh, getting up early in the morning, but we see he's up. He's up, ready to go, chiming in. He said he, he's not having bad days. You know why? He's having a board meeting with God first, seeking first the kingdom of God. So he set a priority, and it's affecting the rest of his life. Anyway, that's a whole other story. So in Genesis, we're, talking, we're in Genesis 7 today. Tomorrow's Genesis 8, um, so you can read in advance, right? Right? And so, but after Genesis 8 is Genesis 9. And the interesting thing is uh, we read today how uh, uh, Noah had to, you know, he had uh, two of each kind, right? And he had male and, uh, male and female. Why? Population, right? So it was important to populate. But it was important way before they went to art. See, see, God established priorities. He, and one of the priorities he established when he made man was Number one, have dominion, right? The things are in balance if you have dominion because I gave you the mind. I gave you the ability of choice. I gave you the ability to lead. I gave you the ability to order. I gave you the ability to name. I gave you the ability to claim. I gave you the ability to decree. I gave you the ability to create because I made you in my image and after my likeness. So I'm putting you in charge. Right? If you're in place, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Everything else will fall in place. If you're playing off of my priorities, everything else around would harmonize to the way I want things done. Right? So he did that. So he said, what? Have dominion, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. See, I'm putting you in place and I gave you authority because I, and I equipped you to reproduce. Right? I equipped you to reproduce. Right? Fruitful, multiply, replenish. Not to consume because if you consume, it's over. So if I give you fruit, you consume all the fruit, eat all the seeds, we done. Everybody dies. But if you take what's for you, minister's bread, for your food, and multiply your seed sown. That's 2 Corinthians. I'm, I'm, I'm just flowing here. This is not on the... On your, don't even look for it on the sheet, right? All right, so, 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 so he set this thing up. Now, it's interesting. He started out uh, uh, in Bible school. We went over the principle of first mention. 
So he started out creating man and said what he wants us to do. Dominion was the number one. Not have things in this earth rule you. Not have the weeds rule you. You rule the weed. See how I slipped that from plural to singular? Did you see that move right there? Right? <laughs> right. So he set it up, not have, you know, for us to have dominion, right? Then he said, fruitful, multiply, replenish. Now, the, the, the earth went wild. We, we read that, right, in Genesis, on, in a Bible study fellowship, assuming everybody was there. I know everybody wasn't. So I'm bringing Bible study fellowship to you, right? <laughs> All right, so, so then, then, then uh, the earth was corrupt. Noah decided, you know, Noah built, not decide, God told him to build an ark. And, and, I, and I, I saw something. We talked about it this morning, male and female. So, because when I start things over, when it's supernatural restoration, we still start with what? Dominion? Fruitful, multiply, replenish. We ain't changing that. So, I thought of that before they went in the ark. So, I made sure two male and female. Because we need to re- reproduce, right? Well, if you read Genesis 9-1, it, it's the same thing. Fruitful, multiply, replenish. It's the same. He ain't changed nothing. Right? So if we're, if it's, why? Because he's playing off a priority. What are we playing off of? Right? All right. So anyway, just, I thought I'd just share that with us. You know, see, God, God doesn't like things out of order. That's why he has things in order. So he, uh, we have to prioritize our steps. Right? We have to calibrate ourselves to the kingdom way of doing things. And the way we do that is when the world got thrown into sin. Things got thrown off balance. So the way we bring things in balance is to set priorities. And the, and the priority that we set is the weight on the scale has to be God first. So in other words, so, so, so there's one type of scale. When they calibrate, you know, sometimes they have to add weight or take away weight to make sure things are balanced, right? So to make sure things are in proper balance, we're told something in Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, that, that calibrates everything to be the way it's supposed to be. So our priority has to be God first. See, see we're going to think different if it's God first. Something comes up to us, we're going to play off of God. We're going to play off of the word. But if we're playing off our own understanding or what Jimmy said or what Habib said or Hassan said or Malika said, okay, just because they're strong communicated don't mean it came from God. Right? You plan off of immature information, but because it's loud and it sounds, it has some flavor to it, you know, stupid can sound good too. You don't believe me? Go home and record yourself. Sad. I just play. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was definitely a joke. No, that wasn't sarcastic. That was actually not nice. All right. So, right. All right. So, our priority is kingdom harmony. This is what our priority is, kingdom harmony. I want to make sure I'm harmonizing, we're in harmony. Even the scripture says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and called according to in harmony with what? His purpose. Okay, I know that's Sunday, but I just thought I'd just remind us it's all about kingdom harmony, right? So it's kingdom work first, kingdom work first, kingdom work first. That's our key. Seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God, right? So... So this is the thing. In reality, we want stuff, right? In reality. Notice I said in reality because some people are not reality. No, I don't need nothing. I don't need nothing. Really? Because I see you eating stuff, driving stuff, wearing stuff, right? So in reality, we want stuff, but we need God. See, 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 our, our, our need has to outweigh the want. But our wants have been outweighing the needs because we've been prioritizing our wants, not prioritizing our needs. When we eat, we prioritize what we want. We eat what we want, not what we need. Or we have eaten, you know, have eaten, because I don't want to confess that in nobody's future, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. But we haven't eaten what we need. A lot of times we just eat what we want. So we're not getting a proper nourishment. Then we get to a place where we have to eat what we need. But we trained ourselves to eat what we want, right? And we're not just talking about food. In life, you know, you know the, the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we take on what we want, 
Like we spend more time in networking and seminars than we do in God's house. And don't complain and get no leads, no jobs, and no money. But we go, oh, this time, this time is, is going to be my breakthrough, this time, this time. How come we can't do that with God? All right, so anyway, let's just, let's just stay focused here. All right, so let's go to Matthew 6, all right? See, we want stuff, but our priority has to be what? God. We need God. So, so Matthew chapter 6, and we'll, we'll start here with verse 19. Matthew 6, verse 19. Now, this is after the Lord's Prayer and on earth as is in heaven and all types of stuff, right? Um, Right, uh, my heading six o'clock in the morning. We go. My heading is treasures in heaven. Right now, interesting thing: the first three verses before that, the, the heading is fasting. Before I even get to this part, right? Right before that was prayer. <laughs> All right, so it says treasures in heaven. It says lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Once. Where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. They can steal your wants. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, needs, uh, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, where your true treasure is. Right? Does that make sense? It says, The light of the body is the eye, therefore the eye be single, again, set. Priority, prioritized, thy whole body will be full of light. But if the eye be evil all over the place, it says thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Right? If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? If you just consume with everything as opposed to the only thing. Verse 24, it says no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other. Right? You say yes to something, saying no to something else. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God mammon or money. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. That word, take no thought, that phrase means don't worry. Right? It says, therefore, take no thought for your life. Don't worry for your life. Don't be concerned. Be careful for nothing. Right? It says, what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Right? It's not about wants. It's about needs. Right? And so let's go over here to Matthew 16. Right, because we're setting our priorities, and we get our priorities set as God sends things to us this year, we won't get pulled off, off of where we're anchored. Right, if we're anchored in Him, we'll stay anchored positively or negatively. Right, Matthew 16, you had time to get there, right? All right, so let's uh, we'll start here, verse 24. It says, then Jesus said uh, unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him what? Deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now look at verse 25. It says, for, for whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall save it. So my priority is, again, it's not about worrying about what I'm going to eat, drink. It's not worried about my wants. It's making sure I focus in on my needs. It says, what, it says, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Now, that would be a priority. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Right? It says, it says for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man, look, according to his works, his priorities. It says, verily I say unto you, uh, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So it says sometimes we're, we're, we're so busy uh, trying to save this, this worldly existence or the things that are flavorful in this world, we're missing out on, on what's most important. Uh, Luke 10, uh, 42 calls it the needful thing. Remember you had Mary and Martha and 
Mary was with Jesus. Martha's running around trying to uh, uh, be compliant, be seen, do her thing. Look, I did this. I did that. What you do? I did that. And then she's like, Jesus, man, tell, tell Mary to get up and, 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 and help me do this and help me do all these things. Look, I'm handling business. Mary ain't doing her thing. He said, you, she said, you're cumbered about with many things. You're all over the place. Mary's prioritized what's important in this moment. She's focused on the needful thing. <laughs> Me. <laughs> right? You see the difference? That's Luke 14, uh, 26 through 33. Luke 14. Again, prioritizing. So, so, so again, there's a lot of things we can do, but we, if we prioritize ourselves, we'll make sure we, our foundation is sure. But, if, but again, if, if we, you know, you know, you can be doing, you could do 17 right things and overwhelm and destroy your life, all because you didn't prioritize, right? You didn't, you, you didn't think about what was best. All right, so, so Luke 14, 26 through 33 starts off with this. If any man come to me and hate it not his father's mother and wife, children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Similar to savoring the things that be of man, right? It says that whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Similar to what the other chapter said. It says, but this is a little more detail. It says, for which of you intending, now he, now he talked about, don't, you're so busy trying to save your life, you're not giving your life for what your purpose to do. Your priorities are off. He says, and whosoever, I'm sorry, for which of you intending to build a tower, sit if not down first and counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it, prioritizes what do I have and what do I need? Less happily, after he has laid the foundation, is not able to finish all that behold to begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. How many times do we start and don't finish? Why? Because we didn't count the cost. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be this much of an undertaking. It was going to be that much of an undertaking when you first started. But if you prioritize preparing for what it, would, what it was, vetting what you was doing, then you won't have to keep starting and, and just finishing stuff. But if you go in emotionally, right, you're not going to count the cost. You'll say, I cross that bridge when I get there. It's amazing how when we get there, we don't be crossing the bridge, though. We run from the bridge. We jump in the river. <laughs> right? Why? Because we're not counting the cost. Count the cost. Count. I can't believe that happened to me. It's, uh, it's a philosophy that I've coined because of some of the things we've run into. Surprise to us, but not a surprise to God. So if I prioritize seeking first the kingdom of God, God can give me advanced information we talked about that today, right? A couple times, right? He can give me advanced information. So now I'm not, what? I'm not interrupted because I got advanced information because I sought God first. I got the wisdom before I went in. I, if I couldn't count the cost, God helped me to consider the cost that I wouldn't count, helped me to prioritize so I'm not going in trying anything. I'm going in off of obedience, doing some things. And whatever comes at me, oh, I'm, I'm ready for that because God gave me wisdom going in. But if I'm going in emotional, if I'm going in based on circumstances, if I'm going in based on my pride, well, I got to do something to show that I'm valuable. How about being obedient? That shows you're valuable. You know what I'm saying? But, but I find myself doing something else to distract me from my obedience, right? It says, uh, let's go, it says to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth Right, whether he is be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand, or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth con conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has cannot be my disciple. Because if you don't forsake all that you have, you're not going to be able to pick up all that you need. And if you don't get all that you need, you're going to go into battle. You're going to go to build and you won't have sufficient to build or win the battle. Right? So he just, he just kind of broke this down. Now, again, so he's, 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 he's trying to say now, so... Lock in, seek first, prioritize. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 6. Now, now, these are all scriptures, right? 
scriptures. What did y'all say in the play? What was it? Scriptures? What was it? Second Corinthians 6. And we haven't forgot about the play. We're just trying to make sure when we put it back out, we're kind of uh, excellent in what we do. You know, it's a little seamless. For people. It's easy for people to watch. So thank you for your patience. All right, so 2 Corinthians 6, and I'm going to read uh, this out of the Amplified, uh, verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Again, we're talking about what? Kingdom priorities, right? All right, so look, it says, now this is a priority because what? Now I've calibrated myself to God. I'm trying to get what I need. It's not about what I want. I'm presenting myself as a living sacrifice, right? Right? I'm not I'm laying down my life. I'm not trying to save my life. I'm trying to lose my life to gain the God life, right? Right? Does that make sense? You know, I'm letting go on all my strategies and all my philosophies that I keep doing over and over and over and all my ventures to go on God's adventure, right? All right, so this says, look, so come out from among them, right? So it says, uh, I'm sorry, the Amplify says, so come out from among unbelievers and separate, sever yourselves from them, saith the Lord. It says, touch not any, any unclean thing. It says, look, after you do that, then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. He's basically saying, if you don't come out from among them, why should I give you favor when you're not going to harmonize with what I want you to do? Your priority is them, not me. So I'm supposed to favor, I'm supposed to bless you doing their stuff? Man, please. God said, I'm not a fool. It says, and I will be your, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Come out from among them. Now, something we learned in, in Master Life, I forgot which book or which volume, if it, it was either the Disciples' Cross, the Disciples' Personality, the Disciples' Victory, or the Disciples' Mission. That's all four. <laughs> It's one of them, but one of the things we, we, uh, we, there was a section on priorities and the statement was made, mature Christians are identified by their priorities. Mature Christians aren't identified because they say they're a Christian. They're not identified because they, they pop up at church. They're not identified because they sing in the choir. They're identified because they're good orators or good speakers. They did a good deed at the nursing home. No, they are identified by their priorities, right? Let's go to Colossians 3. Mature Christians, I said. So there are Christians, but all of us aren't mature. Why do you think you're, why do you call your children immature? Why do you call them childish? You're being childish? Why do you look at them like, why don't you trust them to do things? Why do you question everything they say and they do? Because what? Immaturity, right? Interesting. We need to put those, those mirrors on reverse, don't we? Right, because some of us are operating the same way. All right, so let's Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. All right, some of us are, you know, if we're honest with Like, you know, the thing about immaturity is just recognizing we are, when we are. That's all it is. It's not like a crime. You know, we've all done some immature things, Right? Just recognize it. The tough part is if we, we, we don't want to recognize immaturity because we don't want to be immature. So listen to what I just said. I don't want to be immature. So if somebody talks to me and I'm doing something immature, I'm going to deny because I don't want to be that. Okay, your denial shouldn't have anything to do with what you don't want to be. It should be based on either you are or you're not. If you don't want to be something, you do what it takes not to be it. You don't just pretend it's not there, right? You can say, I don't want to be stupid, but if you don't get an education, guess what? You're going to stay stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't want, I don't want to get no more Fs. I don't want to get no more Fs. Okay, you can say that over and over and over. You're eventually going to have to do something what? To get A's, right? Does that make sense? Right? Does, I mean, do you want me to give you a couple other examples? I want to get in shape. I don't want to be out of 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 shape. I don't, you know what? I don't want to be out of shape. You know, I think you're kind of out of shape. What you trying to say? 
You know what I'm saying? You know what you, you ain't got to do all that. Get in shape. Right? But you don't just, it, it doesn't become not true because you deny it or play it off or you can over, overwhelm somebody with your conversation or you set up landmines. Right? People going to talk to you different, see you different, operate with you different when you do something different. Does that make sense? Right. And so I said, you know, I'm still talking about immaturity, right? Because a lot of times we're immature. Immature people do stuff like that. Mature people are like, man, you know, <laughs> I got to get it together. That's all. That's their philosophy all the time. I'm working on that. This is my plan to do that. And they're working on it. I'm not what I'm, I'm still working on it, but they're not like fighting against it. Does that make sense? So Colossians 3, I just gave you time to get there and lock in on that. Some of you already read ahead. But Colossians 3, 1, and I'm going to read it out of the classic Amplified because I think it, it speaks to some stuff here. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, which we claim all the time, right? As Christians, right? Look, now, look at, in the bracket, it says, to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead. We talked about that earlier this week or last week, right? Thus sharing what? His resurrection from the dead. Aim at and seek. Okay, so if then you have been raised with Christ to this new life, it says, and, and you aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. We talked about treasures earlier that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. It says, and set your minds, ooh, prioritize, set your minds and, and keep them set on what is above the higher things not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. So if I actually am claiming the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, I'm setting my mind on something totally different than I did when I wasn't living for Christ. See, when I wasn't living for Christ, I set my things myself on the world, right, Gerard? That means nothing wrong with that because... That's my priority, the things of the world. But if I'm saying I'm risen with Christ, my whole priorities have changed. Now I'm playing off of the priorities of God. I don't care what I was doing before Christ. Now that I'm in Christ, I'm playing off of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God. My priority is God. I'm setting my things, the King James Version said, set your, your, yourself on things above, right? That's what I'm playing off of. So it has nothing to do with how I feel. How I think, well, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Who cares what you agree with? What does Christ say? That's, that's not, not me putting nobody down. It doesn't make difference what I agree with. What does God say? Because that's my priority now, right? Does that make sense? So, so, so 1 Corinthians 6, 12, 1 Timothy 6, 12. 1 Timothy 6, 12. Classic Amplified version again. 1 Timothy 6, 12. Right? It says, fight the good fight of faith, because that's my priority now, right? I'm not fighting a good fight of proving that, man, ain't nobody perfect, and people make mistakes. I'm not fighting that fight. I'm not the fighting a good fight of, well, you know, hey, that's what they do, you know? I know it's, you know, hey, why is it an abomination? Why is it ungodly? I'm not fighting that fight. I'm not fighting a political fight. I'm not fighting a, the, the white fight, the black fight, the pink fight, the yellow fight. I'm fighting the righteous fight. Only cause that I'm protesting is the righteous cause, right? Psalm 35, right? That favor of my righteous cause. Because what? My priorities are different. See, so I'm not playing off of all the things. You, uh, uh, you ain't taking a stand for that? I'm taking a stand for Jesus. We got extra stands to take? As if, man, I'm, not, I'm fresh out of taking stands for the Lord, so I'm looking for another cause. We barely represent God. You know, we'll get all up in arms, but do we get up in arms for righteousness, right? Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses. So once I confess this confession before many witnesses, what? I'm fighting the fight of faith, right? And I'm laying hold on eternal life. I'm locked in to things above. 
God things. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. My priorities are lined up with God and his word. That's what I'm, that, that's what I'm grasping. I don't care what, what the family does. I'm not mad at the family. I just, hey, I'm, and I'm letting the family know my priorities have changed. I was talking to Terrell uh, one day, and I was asking him about somebody, and he says, well, our priorities are different. He said, I just realized our priorities are different. And he said, uh, and, and, and I realized the person doesn't, well, doesn't have, I'm going to say the same priorities. He said something different, but, you know, I don't know the person going to watch. I don't want to make the person feel bad. But he just said they don't have the same priorities. And he said, I realized I just have priorities. My priorities are different. I love that, to be so young, and I'm locked into my priorities. We was in the gym one day. Uh, I was working out, so he didn't see me. He came in later. And so I figured we's gonna, we're going to run into each other eventually. So eventually we were on the same side of the gym. This is when I used to work out down the street. And so I ran into him. He said, man, I didn't even know you was here. He said, man, I was just caught up listening to music. I said, what you listening to? Worship. He said, now the people might think it's strange. You know, I'm in the gym and I'm listening to worship. He said, but I just like listening to worship. I said, I don't think it's strange because that's what I listen to. <laughs> I, I need something with a beat. Uh, okay, I'll give you something to be. Is you going to work out more? Okay, <laughs> see how that go, right? Yeah, I, I, I want my spirit, my spirit fed. That's the strength I need. That's, that's why Daniel was able to eat vegetables and not what everybody said he needed to eat to be stronger. He was stronger than everybody. On something that didn't look like it was going to give him strength because he was a child of God, his diet was different than everybody else, Right? You think I'm talking about vegetables, don't you? Okay, all right. See, see, basically, we, we should live kingdom-minded. That's what our priority is. We're living kingdom-minded. God's kingdom should be priority, not dismissed as a consideration. See, that determines how we're really living. If the kingdom is just a consideration, are we really plan off of our God-designed life. And a lot of times, if you think, of the, you think about, let's be honest with ourselves. I have a lot of conversations with people. Let's stop. Let's stop. I be stopping people. Let's stop. Let's be honest. Right? Now, honestly, as a man of God, I already know the answer. I don't know all answers. Not like, listen, I'm not, no, no, I'm not better than no But in some situations, God gives me the download information. Some of it is more obvious. So I say, hey, let's slow down and let's be honest. If we could be honest, is the kingdom my priority in our life or consideration? Now, I'm going to tell you it's dangerous when the kingdom becomes considerations. And some of us, it hasn't become. It's always been a consideration where it should be a priority. See, kingdom priorities is doing what's best. Kingdom priorities is doing what's best. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. Like, really, this information is, I just don't understand. Why is this not happening, this, that, and the other? Oh, is the kingdom a consideration? That's why it's not happening. Because if God endorsed that, every level you go to, he's going to be a consideration. And you get more of what you want, he's going to be even less of a consideration. Because he just endorsed you not prioritizing the kingdom. He's paying for that. Here, I'm going to give you more resources for how you think of the kingdom now. That wouldn't even make sense. And again, we do stuff like that. We pay for being less of a priority at jobs and stuff like that. God, listen, God is all wise. He's not a fool. God doesn't have to prove himself. Like sometimes people do stuff and they they, they wonder why I don't react. Because I don't have nothing to prove. Like, what? Okay, that's what you think? Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or I have people that, I'm, that, that are in my life, and they go, they, they try to do stuff to get me, I'm telling all my secrets, uh, to move me or to get a rise out of me. I'm like, I, I got too many other priorities. You win. I wasn't really playing, but you win. Okay. Now I'm going to keep on going with the priority. But I don't, need to, I don't need to win this. It's not a priority. That's not the game I'm playing. 
And so, so this is the thing. Some of us are, we're playing the wrong game. And in those games, we win, but we lose. We saved our life, life only to lose the real life. That scripture says the real, the new and real life. Well, what we're salvaging ain't even worth it. You could tell by how you feel in your gut, in your inner man. It ain't even worth it, right? All right, so 1 Corinthians 6, 12, you had time to get there, right? I'm going to read the message of, now we know all things are lawful but not expedient. That's King James, right? Not best, right? That's what, it, that's what expedient means. You know, right? All right, so, so all things are lawful unto me. I'm just reading King James. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. That means not best. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. All right? You see that? All right, now, the message says just because something is technically legal doesn't mean it is spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my whims. See, so, so, so just, just because something is technically or worldly legal doesn't mean it's spiritually appropriate. Doesn't mean it's a part of God's priority. So the world will give you permission to do a whole lot of things that is not aligned with God. Everybody, everybody's doing it. So we plan off what everybody's doing now? Because I guarantee you, it was the line going to hell. You ain't getting in the line. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's, it's weird how we process things. Um, because of the, the majority of the people that in the environment we're in are flowing a particular way, and they have given permissions for things. Well, such as doing this, such as doing that. Well, we've always done that. Okay, how does that line up with God's priorities? Because you're a new creature. Now you're playing off of God. You're taking all of this, everything you've been trained, and you're taking it through the filter of God's priorities. And let God to tell you what you could pick back up. Are we doing that? See, doing what's best, when I'm doing what's best, it's something that's best is not to be considered with other things. It, it's not in the, it's not, it's not on the scale to be measured with everything, because it's what's best. See, it's it's totally separate from that. God's priorities are best. It's not to be considered with what everybody else is doing, right? See, if we have kingdom priorities, we live kingdom principles. If we have kingdom priorities, we live kingdom principles. Now, we went over the uh, uh, different principles in Bible school on Saturday, right? Uh, just some of the fundamentals. Uh, I, I, I taught a camp for 13 years, a, uh, and when I do stuff, I try to research some, some stuff I have to research for us here at the church. I try to research so people can have an understanding. I just don't like to just wing it. So when I did the basketball camp, I was a basketball player. I played college basketball. But I still researched, and I discovered stuff I didn't know. Matter of fact, I, was, I said, man, all this stuff was in the library the whole time. <laughs> for real, like, because I never really went to the library. But, like, how you actually can dribble the right way. It was in the library. You know, everything I did, I did an after-school program, and I was showing them football, and I never, I never knew this. I mean, never in my life that, you know, if I'm running the ball and the quarterback's on this side, my arm should be up so he can hand me the ball. Because if my arm is down, it can run into the, the back of my arm. Never knew it. Played for years. Was a good runner. Never knew something as simple as that until I had to teach the little kids. There's an actual way to throw a spiral. Believe it or not, a technique to it. You know how I threw a spiral? Just went outside, saw people throwing spirals. I just started throwing it. Never knew no technique. Never knew no. And I was like, wow, there's intentional ways to do everything. And the information is right there in the library. Free. <laughs> so when I, did, when I did the training, I was like, wow. I was learning stuff because, again, I can come up with all my moves and stuff like that, but these are kids. So I had to break it, break it, break it down to the basic fundamentals. And the interesting thing is these kids was doing stuff. The, the parents would come in, hey, 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 Jimmy, 
You're right-handed. I said, shh. He don't know the difference. He don't know he can't use both of his hands because he's at the age where he's developing, so he has two hands. He's going to use them. Don't place the limit on him to tell him he can't use the other hand. These kids were phenomenal based on the fundamentals. Do you understand? That's what we're doing at the church. We're breaking things down to the fundamentals because supernatural restoration is a true start. If you have the fundamentals, you, the fun, fundamentals, one of the things uh, in the book I researched is called Fundamentals, Big M. And, and one of the things in the book, it says your mind can't be on two channels at the same time. So that's one of the things I learned. So it was like, if you're in fear, you can't be on faith. And had a kid, the kid was, uh, he was up for a scholarship and the coaches in the stands and the other guys on the other end of the court, that's, that's his rival, like another All-American or whatever. So he's dribbling, he's looking down at the other guy, the guy makes a shot. This is warm-ups. He misses a shot. He starts sweating. Coach looks up at the coaches, oh my God. Then he misses another shot. All warm-ups. He missed like three or four shots. He's sweating. Oh, oh I'm, and he looks down at the other guy. You know, he's making a shot. And this guy was so overwhelmed, he couldn't even play the game. Played a terrible game. He lost the game before the game started. Warm-ups? Are we, are we serious? Because his mind was on fear and it could be on faith. See, when you, that's why the adversary wants you all over the place. Because you're all over the place. You can't focus on the needful thing. You can't focus on seek ye first the kingdom of God. You can't prioritize God if you're all over the place. If you're flowing with your whims based on how you feel, you ever like lock in and realize what you need to do and then you end up doing what you said you wasn't going to do because you haven't changed your default to calibrate itself to be anchored in God. Fundamentals is the key. Everything is fundamentals. You know why we're consistent at the church? You know why I repeat things? You know why sermons come back? Because it's habit. And the interesting thing is you learned this in school and you didn't pay attention because you wasn't so smart like you are now. Like we are now. Okay, that's probably a better way of saying it. See, we're smart now, so we realize what's going on. But back then, you, all you did, like, like I think you mentioned yesterday or somebody or Amelia, somebody mentioned like, uh, talking about Noah, and it was like, Noah just got, he got the information, he did what he was told. He, he could try to figure out all he want. Never saw rain, so how you going to figure out what to do with the rain? Never had it. Never built the ark. So he had to follow what? The instructions, he had to be obedient. We talked about that, right? Well, the interesting thing is, Noah was operating like a child. Got the information and just follow the information. Because I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to follow your instructions to a T. I'm going to stick with your priorities. Saved his life and his family life. Now, the interesting thing is, when we was in school, that's why, guess what? Just about everybody in this room can count. But how come we weren't analyzing that? So why is that three? Why can't it be six? And then why is six before nine? Why can't we put six after nine? No, we, somebody told us a sequence, we repeated the sequence. Then they told us one plus one, as far as we're concerned, one is, it could be an eight. Right? Why is not one eight? One plus one is two. We mastered one plus one is two. To this day, you know what we think? One plus one is two. How come we didn't go, listen, I already know one plus one is two. Don't tell me that again. Over and over and over, you had, you had what? Counting. Then you had addition. Look, they're building a case, but it's not separate. The addition connects to the subtraction and, and division and multiplication and the algebra and the geometry and the trigonometry, right? And the calculus, it all adds up. The Pythagorean theorem steals the Pythagorean theorem. And they kept saying it over and over and over. Not one time we go, hey, we're doing this again. This is boring. Because they kept telling you because you had to master it at every stage of your life. Some people right now, I know, I know a person, multi-millions of dollars. person was buying houses, cars, and everything on their money. Spent millions of dollars on money. You know why? Because they couldn't count. Because it wasn't important. The fundamentals, the basics wasn't important. And see, so these, these basics, these fundamentals, once you master them, you live off of them. 
To this day, man, hey, toe knee, elbow, reach to the net. I'm 60. To this day, I can do that. We was playing out there. I was not in shape. But, but, but I did a fake, went to the hole, did a hezzy, flipped the thing back. I just, before I know what I did, I was like, that's pretty sweet. I didn't tell y'all that, but I was thinking that. I was like, wow, that's pretty sweet. It was, yeah, yes, she was. <laughs> right? but, but I'm saying it was default. Why? Because I have it. Right now, if I decide I want to get in shape, I know what to do fundamentally. I know exactly what to do. And it's boring. It ain't cute. It ain't sweet. It's layups. It's regular shot. And it's the same thing. This stuff we're doing that we think is boring, we're still looking for the excitement when the excitement is in the fundamentals. The excitement is in their priorities. The priorities create the excitement. Man, I came down court one time. I was playing. I was dribbling this way. A guy was coming this way. I took the ball, went this way. They thought I was throwing it. I whipped it around my back and threw it to that guy over there. Listen, it just came out of me. You know why? Because I was doing the fundamentals. The Pete Maverick drills. Constantly had the ball behind my back. The, the, the basic stuff. I would come down court, fake this way and throw this way. But, I, but when the first time I did it, I never practiced it. I practiced the fundamentals. The fun of, I had a team. I got it on video. All we did was fundamentals when I coached because they couldn't remember no plays. We're just doing fundamentals. Take them to a game. They win the game off fundamentals because it was their habit. Do you understand if we get this thing down as a habit, fundamentals, our life that we live is because we realize the fundamentals. We prioritize the fundamentals of being a Christian. Pray. The plan to change, it was fundamentals. That's what it was. The plan to change, get up in the morning, hear from God, right? Uh, what was it? I forgot what it was. Be silent, hear from God, prayer, worship, uh, read the word, attend church. It was all fundamentals. Nothing, nothing. Oh, yeah, but just tell me how I get my, get my life together. There it is right there, the plan to change, fundamentals. Yeah, but I just, now I got that. I got that. You gave me that that, that the week. I got that. Now what else I need to do? The fundamentals. Yeah, but I, okay. You know, see, see, I just try to figure out what to do and won't nobody tell me. Yes, we did. The fundamentals. I look at your life, your life changed based on the fundamentals. That's why your life changed. The people that's getting up in the morning over and over and over, he just said, I've had great days. Now, if you're going to be foolish enough to try to have a bad day, don't even come to me and ask for no counseling. Because you've already mastered something in a small sample size, you see the results. Now, if you're going to look for something else, build on that. Right? That's what we do with everything else we do. Right? When you did body build, fundamentals. Like, it's not, it's not rocket science, but we're making it complicated. Kingdom priorities, get back to the priorities. All right, so, so Proverbs 4, because we talked about Proverbs 4 today, right? Wasn't we on Proverbs 4 today? Y'all remember that? For people that was on the Bible study fellowship in the morning, Proverbs 4, right? Tomorrow's Proverbs 5. Genesis 7, Genesis 8, and Proverbs 5 tomorrow. You can read in advance, get up in the morning, right? Some of you are already up because you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about everything instead of the only thing. So since you're up, man, you might as well lock into what? The Bible study fellowship in the morning. Trying to force yourself to go to sleep. All right? So Proverbs 4, and we'll just look here uh, verse 5 since that was highlighted this morning. It says, get, get wisdom, right? Get understanding and forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. It says, forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom, look, look, we said fundamentals. Look, is the principal thing. It's a, it's a basic fundamental. It says, therefore, get wisdom with all that getting. Get understanding. Get understanding is discernment, comprehension, and interpretation of spiritual things. Discernment comprehension, and interpretation of spiritual things. Get the fundamentals down. Like a lot of times we're questioning things and we haven't even found out what it means. And then we go, I don't know what that means, so now I don't have to ascribe to it. Are you serious? You will lose your job thinking that. If you don't know in your job, you better find out before you lose it. Well, if you don't know in your job to fulfill purpose, you better find out before you lose it. 
See, with all your getting, get understanding, right? Lock in. Once you get the, the basic priorities of understanding, man, it's, everything just falls in place, right? That's why the Bible says, simple fundamental, hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's a fundamental, right? It says, blessed are those that hunger, they shall be filled. It's a fundamental. That was Proverbs, uh, Matthew 5, 6, Luke 6, 21. Blessed are ye that hunger, for you shall be filled. Fundamental. Blessed are ye that weep, you're going to come back with joy. Psalm 126. Like these things pass, right? These are fundamental. When you know the fundamentals, you know what to look for, right? You understand what to look for. You know, the, the, see, God's words, God's words have principles by which we're supposed to function. We're supposed to be playing off of the principles. You can't just skip, you know, Computers, like, like, in all honesty, you're good with computers, right? I mean, it's, it's what you do for a living, right? People talk to you all over the world, correct? Right. But if you don't know the basic fundamentals, like, people run circles around you or you don't have the job. The only reason I know stuff with computers and different things like that, this software, like, I, I, I never even had a Mac until I moved out here. I never, I never did Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop ever before I moved out here. Now, actually, not all of the fundamentals, but some of the fundamentals, Devin Mervyn was showing me some of the, uh, I'll tell you, he showed me layers. He showed me opacity, that's fading. Uh, he showed me fonts. He showed me blend mode, different blends, how you get things to blend in. He showed me that. Maybe two other things, and then for whatever reason, that was it. I took that, the fundamentals, and I just kept building on it. Because once you know the fundamentals, yeah, I went through training for Final Cut Pro. I went through training for that. That's editing software. We don't even use Final Cut. We use iMovie. But once you go through the training and learn the fundamentals, you know what the fundamentals of computers is? Drop downs. That's what it is. It's drop down, it's drop down for everything. Like, so if you find a drop down, it's gonna explain to you what it's for. <laughs> now you might have to do like what I do with certain things, go in and play around with it, make some mistakes and stuff like that. But, but once you know, you don't have to be confused, you just need to be patient. Once you know the fundamentals, you can do anything. Say, I, I just learned the fundamentals. I learned the fundamentals of, of how, to, how to fix stuff. I'm not a master carpenter, but I know the fundamentals because I was raised by masons, brick masons. Do you understand that? We're running from the fundamentals because it's boring. You can do anybody's job. I learned the fundamentals of trucking. I just learned, I went there, I told a guy, give me the job, give me 90 days. If I don't do the job, then, then fire me. You can pay me anything you want. This is when I was in New Jersey. Pay me anything you want. After 90 days, I sat. Now, now 90 days is up. I've shown you I can do the job. So now I need a, a salary that's, that's commensurate to the position. And I got the raise. Because what I did was I just sat back, humbled myself, willing to look bad, and learn the fundamentals. I can work at a trucking company right now. Now, I'll probably have to learn more computer software stuff, but I know the fundamentals of computers. So I use them all the time. Sound. I never did sound. We started the church. I started doing sound. Terrence Lovelace, he might be watching this, he actually, his background in sound, he taught me the board. So I'm, 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 I'm a part of our consultant for sound. Now, I did used to mix and stuff like that. I can hear stuff. But I didn't know how to produce what I hear. I learned the fundamentals. I know the fundamentals of the board. There's still stuff I don't know that I would have to read, but I know the fundamentals. Ask Marcus. Editing. Never edited before in my life until we started the church. Learn the fundamentals. It's not that complicated. Set priorities. Some of us are running because somebody told us we're not smart. But everybody has enough education to learn fundamentals. Okay, most people have enough education. Maybe somebody only went to the second grade. That's enough to learn the fundamentals. These kids are swiping and doing stuff like that. They ain't even in second grade. 
Because they're not overwhelming themselves with all the other information. They're taking it for face value. They watch, swipe, press. You can give a kid an iPad. They be walking through that, doing all types of stuff. Some kids could take your phone and do more with your phone than you can. Because they're not overwhelmed with, oh, am I going to be able to do this? What is this? And then they're not, they don't shut down. Like we, we, have, we have people here. We have leaders here. Shut down. I don't know what to do. Uh, yes, you do. Keep, keep researching until you figure out what to do. That's what you do. There's wisdom there. I shared that with Isaac years ago. There's, there's a teaching. There's wisdom there. All right. Uh, that's all. That's all. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. Okay, in this life, we said that we, you have what, we, what, you, what, what you need is God, and then you have what you want. Now you have, now that I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm praying off of Christian uh, principles and fundamentals. But sometimes I don't. I'm praying off of family fundamentals. I'm praying off of the fellows fundamentals, fraternity fundamentals. Or sometimes I'm praying off of business fundamentals. There's a lot of churches that's failed because they make this statement. Uh, we're a church, but we're a business. No, you're not. You're a ministry that may conduct business. But as soon as you say you're a business, you're going to play off of business principles, business fundamentals, and business. Okay, let me help you out. Business fundamentals, I know the fundamentals of business. It's called manipulation. No, 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 it's not a bad word in business. You know why? Because I need you buying stuff even when you don't want to. If I start a shoe store tomorrow, I don't just need you to know advertising that I have a shoe store. I need you buying shoes when you don't want to because my family got to eat. Now, now even, if, even if I don't need the money, I need you overwhelmingly buying shoes even when I don't need the money because there's going to be a drought when somebody's not buying my shoes. And your extra money is compensating for that. So what am I doing? I'm going to flood, flash flood you with buy some shoes. You buy some shoes. You like these shoes. You need these shoes. Oh, you, those are not enough shoes. I have to manipulate you into doing something that you ordinarily wouldn't do if I didn't influence you. So I have to take you through suggestibility, draw your attention. Now I got to get you stuck in a contagion to go with the flow. But I'm really trying to submerge you, take over your thinking, so now you habitually will buy from me. That's what sales is, it's manipulation. Some Some of the things that they have you guys doing, they got you pushing products, you know good and well that person don't need that product. You know good and well it's not best for them. But you're going to push it anyway. You know why? Because you need the money. So that's why, so, so again, if business practices take prior, priority over the word, the church will be a large but lifeless organization, not a lively spiritual organism. That's why you see a lot of churches that are large but they're lifeless. Instead of being a spiritual organism that, that, that's, that's producing power because they're playing off of business principles and not godly principles. See, different fundamentals. I, I didn't make that up. I got that from making of a leader, that book I gave you. <laughs> well, I told you about, right? Right? Uh, that we're going to go over in, in, the, in the ministry school. <laughs> right? See, so that's, that, that's what's happening. Do you conduct business? Do you not have a business? Do you not do business? Do business. But this is the thing. Play off of God. And make sure it's God-ordained, not motivated by money. Eugene Parker, God rest his soul, he passed away. That That was Deion Sanders' agent. And so he's recruiting two players from Ohio State. So I'm in a meeting with the players. And so he said, listen, I know you guys want to make money. He says, you want to buy the house and, 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 and uh, the nice car. He says, so we'll set you up with a house and a car. He said, but this is the thing. The goal is we want to set you up to be independently wealthy. He says, so let's say you go to a, a, a place where you play on grass. It's better if football players play on grass because they play on turf. They can get more injured. Cleats get stuck in the turf. He says, most of these guys don't stay in great situations because they chase their money. He said, the goal is for you to be independently wealthy. He said, people that are independently wealthy, they don't start businesses for money. They start businesses based on what they like to do. So the person can open up a golf shop because he likes a golf shop. He's going to make more money because he's not desperate. But if he's opening up the golf shop for business, he's going to be desperate because he's opening it up to make money. 
He's not opening up because there's something in his heart that he really needs to do. He says, when you're independently wealthy, you don't have to open up stuff for money. So he says, we're going to set you up to be independently wealthy where you have choice, which is what living in the kingdom is about, where you have choice, where you're not desperate, where you're not thirsty. So now you're not making sound moves, you're making desperate moves. So now you're not just manipulating, you're overly compensating your manipulation because you need to eat. You see what I'm saying? So, so if we play off a of seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added. I have everything I need. I'm doing what I'm purposed to do, not what I have to do or I think I have to do. You see the difference? Kingdom priorities. All right, that's all for today. Uh, hopefully that helped us out a little bit.